you may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. The world has changed. I want the world to never forget my name. Our name. Signor Ferrari, in my opinion, you make the best cars in the world. But with all my Ferraris, there is a problem. The clutch. I have a solution. If you consider a partnership, Ferrari and Lamborghini. Go back to your tractors, farmer. That doesn't exist yet. One that is as strong and powerful and as unforgettable as the bull. I'm going to build it. How long will it take? Can't be done. If it doesn't work, we'll lose everything. You want me to be like everyone else? It's not impossible until we fail. In six months in Geneva, people will be looking for the next Ferrari. What they will find is the first Lamborghini. That's something new. I don't know if this would work. We'll be ready for this one day. Tell me why you think that the world needs another luxury car. It's perfection that I am after. You don't care about me. The only thing that matters is a great Lamborghini. What do you want me to do? Why are we here? To make a car. To make the best car. I have a responsibility to tell them what you're doing. Uneducated to understand what he doesn't know. You buy a Ferrari when you want to be someone. You buy a Lamborghini when you are someone. What do you see? Lines on a napkin. What do you see? Hi, this is Ford Haycock. I'm uh, with Haycock Classic Insurance, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Welcome, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers at google10talk1340.com, and you can see us live in the studios in downtown Clearwater. I actually screwed up here. I'm trying to get my uh, Facebook thingy done here real quick because I was too busy jawjacking before the show, and I didn't realize that time was flying by. So if you're re- just hanging in there, we'll be tuned in to uh, Nostalgic Radio Cars here in a second. I'm working on that. But anyway, um, you know what, Matt? This is our 200, no, what is it, 660... 
673rd show. So I just hit the live button. So one, two, three, two, one, boom. Ah, we're live. Okay, so now I'm on, I got the Facebook thingy working. Anyway, uh, we got a great show for you tonight. We got a special guest coming on. We got uh, Monterey Collector Car Weeks coming up in a couple weeks. Let's see, what is today? Today's the first, 8 1. Okay, so that's uh, that means this is August. Wow, time flies. August. Well, we're past the middle of the year already. It's very, very warm. In fact, one of the reasons why I probably, if you see me on, on, on the YouTube thing or whatever uh, audio, video thingy you're watching, I'm trying to think what else we got, our own through the studio here. If I look kind of fizzled, fuzzled, whatever, it's because the AC went on in my van and uh, I just spent some money to have it fixed a couple of weeks ago and it didn't work right. Excuse me. <coughs> and so it went out today. So I went over to my good buddy Allen's and we jacked it, tried to juice it. He said the pressure's up high. Now, I, I, I'm not a mechanic, and I kind of, well, I'm not, I'm not a mechanic. I'm a tinkerer. Alan's a mechanic. Right, Alan, if you're listening? So anyway, so we hooked it up and checked the pressures, blah, blah, blah. So um, we juiced it last week because it was acting up. And uh, so th- here's, here's an example of why I get frustrated with mechanics and why it's so important to either, A, if you got plenty of money, you can afford a new car that's under warranty, you're in great shape. But if you're like a lot of us that have older vehicles or you like older vehicles and you're trying to keep them on the road, um, there's a cost associated with that. And uh, unfortunately, you have two scenarios. You have a scenario where, A, the parts are not available, or B, they are, they're extremely expensive. Like I bought oil today, all right? So I, I have a wholesale account, and I spent $75 for four gallons of oil for my diesel trucks. Now, that is absurd. I used to pay $4, I mean uh, $14 a quart or $12 a quart or $12 a gallon. So four times 12 would be 48. So let's just say that's 50 bucks. And uh, and, and now I'm paying almost $80. That's insane. For, for transmission fluid, I bought some transmission fluid, Dexron 3. It was... Uh, five dollars a quart wholesale supposedly eight dollars and change and we're talking wolf's head which is put together by our friends over there in tampa amelie oil it's a kind of private label thing (coughs) excuse me and um that's that's just ridiculous so you know they say there's no inflation bs there's really a lot of inflation out there. It's crazy, you know. And obviously, if you're making fifteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars an hour, you know, inflation is is basically robbing you. It's thieving you. Okay. Same thing with a hamburger. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, now they they raise the cost of a hamburger and then they give you less bun, less meat. I mean, I could go on and on and on about this. So anyway, so as far as the air conditioning, so according to Alan, we know that just we have an evaporator, we have a condenser, we have a compressor, we have an accumulator. And then there's some other little, couple little funky little valves in there. And uh, so if the pressure is too high on the high side, that's the red valve, uh, which is where it goes into the uh, evaporator or the, uh, the condensing unit, it's when it gets small, okay? And I was joking with Alan because, you know, we we're saying, you know, it's getting small, it's condensing, it's speeding up, there's friction, therefore the valve's red. On the outside, on the low pressure side, when it comes out, Okay, and then it's, it go and it expands. Okay, it apparently gets colder, and goes through the evaporator. Now Alan's going to call up and correct me on this if I'm wrong, and um, and he's our resident mechanic because he is a mechanic. He is very very good at very very good at electrical. So at any rate, and then that's the blue side, which is the side that expands. Okay, the expansion side. 
And um, anyway, and it goes through the evaporator, and then you got a fan in front of that thing, and it blows, when it expands, it's cold, and it blows the cold air into the car. Very simple, right? Well, apparently there's also an oil lubricant that is in there, is mixed in there as well to keep the compressors lubricated. <coughs> Hopefully I'm explaining this correctly. We got to keep track of my time here, right? How are we doing on time there? Um, am I? I hope I don't run too late because we got. Uh, no, we still got a couple minutes. You good? Okay. So anyway, so apparently what happens is sometimes there, it, uh, the oil can. I don't, don't ask me how dirt gets in there, but apparently it can coagulate and clog up. When it coagulates and clogs up, it causes a restriction. When it causes a restriction, your air is not the 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 fluids the 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 freon is not flowing through there, and consequently it's not doing what it's supposed to do. It's not expanding. Contracting and doing all that good stuff, and you're not going to get any cold air. So that means you have to have the whole system evacuated. Once they ascertain what's wrong with it, you know, and it's a, it's a crapshoot. Well, let's try this. Let's try that. It's process of elimination. Anyway, that's my story for this evening. How are we doing there, time wise? There, because uh, we got forty some minutes. Okay, yeah, we got a minute or two. All right, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, that's my uh, dissertation on thing, and I and I and I updated our podcast page. So our podcast page is current, okay. And uh, Monterey, like I said, Collector Car Week is coming up in a couple of weeks, and it starts on the the eleventh, and uh, the on the twentieth is the um, is the uh, Pebble Beach Concourse d'Elegance, which is the creme de la creme of concourse events in the country. So hopefully with a little luck, we'll be out there for that since we missed uh, the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. But then there's the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival coming up in the fall. And then there's also the Audrain Concours coming up. So And the Dawsonville Moonshine Festival. So those are on my places to go. All right. Tommy. I mean, Tommy. Uh, Bobby. No, Bob, Bobby. Matt. Matt. That's there you it. go. Matt, yeah, yeah. Matt. Okay. So here's what we're going to do, Matt. We're going to go ahead and fire up the song. Now, since we're going to be talking about the Concorso Italiano, Okay, we're on this Italian thing tonight. Okay? Right. And so our guest is kind of kind of Italianish in a way. And uh, and our show that we're our topic is gonna be Italianish, about Italianish cars. And uh, we played uh, the Lamborghini story, okay, from the movie, or a little clip from it. And so the song we're gonna play is called Kino Lavora. And it's an Italian song. It was real popular back in the 60s when I was a little kid growing up there eating spaghetti and meatballs in northern Italy. All right. Hey, you're tuned into Nostalgia Queen Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Here's a little Kinon Lavora. Kinon Lavora. Questo mi ha detto. Ieri ritornai, mi son seduto, niente c'era in tavola, arrabbiata lei mi grida che... Hey, my name is Luigi Canetti and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
Okay, we're back, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. And uh, this gentleman is the chairman of the Concorso Italiano. This is the largest Italian car gathering in the country. I'm delighted to welcome back to the show Tom McDowell. Tom, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Robert. Thank you. I, I hope you're doing uh, well, too. We are we are dodging raindrops, lightning bolts, and all that other good stuff, and some thunder from time to time. Yes. So it's summer. Yeah, summer. Right, Florida. It's tropical. So uh, yeah. you know what I want to start out with? I was reading up on the on the website. Now we got Monterey Collector Car Week coming up, and obviously you're on the 19th, which is Saturday, the Concorso Italiano. But I was reading somewhere that you guys do these uh, with the Ferrari Owners Club. And I guess some other car clubs, you do uh, a, a driving event. Tell us a little bit about the driving event. And does that lead up to Monterey? Does that lead does segue in there somehow? Well, every year, uh, every year, Robert, we do a couple of drives. Uh, one about two months in advance, another about a month in advance of Concorso. And it's not, it's not, it's not part of Concorso, but all the people involved are part of Concorso and, um, and they just organize it. It's a great drive. And the, the organizers, um, always pick good routes going through the mountains surrounding, uh, Monterey, um, and ending up at a winery somewhere. And at that winery, they have, they have a lunch and, um, certainly wine tasting. It, it, I've never been on one of these drives, but all the reports I see, the videos that I see, it looks like great fun. So I'm kicking myself for never having been on one. So I, I know next year I'm going to be able to do it. And that, but then, on Wednesday before Concorso, so during Car Week, um, we go to those same organizers. We have something called Connect to Cars, and, and we have some celebrities, that, what I would call automotive celebrities, uh, uh, who are on a panel discussion. It's a breakfast, a panel discussion, a, a lot of Q&A uh, from the, the um, attendees. Um, and this year we're having Wayne Carini, Dominic Dobson, um, uh, Steve Celine, uh, and uh, they're going to be uh, on the panel. And um, all, all of that is a fundraiser for Habitat for Humanity. And at the conclusion of the breakfast and the discussion, they go through that same drive. Not necessarily the same route, but same drive and ending up at a winery. There's a hosted lunch. Um, it, it's really something quite nice. And the reports, I get, because I've got feet on the ground there, I'm busy with Corso. It get the, the reports I get um, as people return after lunch, I think, ooh, I wish I could have had time to go. I'll never have time to go on the one during car week, but um, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. So that is actually Wednesday before the Concorso then, that same yes, week? Yes, Wednesday. Will that be the 16th, I think it is. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. And where where's the breakfast held at? Where's, this, where's the, the breakfast take place at? At being at Black Horse Golf Course in the clubhouse. Oh, and okay. It, it's... Um, uh, we, we limit the attendance to a hundred people and, um, and then we, we sort of lock the doors and, um, it, it, reservations are needed in advance and people can go to our website and, and, and find the connect to cars. Um, but it, it, we've, we've sold out the last three years and we, I think we're on the edge of selling out by the end of the, this coming week. I think we'll be, have, will have been sold out. Wow, you miss out on all the good stuff, except you're there the main day when all the really good stuff is going on. This year is the 60th anniversary for Lamborghini. Lamborghini, okay. So who is going to be, who are some of the noted people that are going to be there this year? 
Well, um, it, it, it sometimes we we don't know until, and usually I should say, not just some, usually we don't know until about two or three days in advance. We know we're going to have somebody who comes every year, and it, it, it Valentina Balboni, right? And he's just he's just a, an always very gracious, um, and he's coming this year. Um, and then Adolfo Orsi, uh, okay. uh, descendant of the the Orsi, you know, Maserati, Maserati, right? Um, and uh, so he's coming. There are uh, some. Uh, there, there are some other people that are coming from Italy. Uh, they've told us they're coming, but um, things change a lot. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if it's between. But by the time they leave Italy and get to the United States, sometimes um, uh, things change. So it's unpredictable. So I, I don't want to say somebody's coming and then people come to see those special guests and then they don't show up okay so um, let me recap here a little bit it seems to me and it might have been i'm not sure it could have been within the last 10 years that uh, this has been going on but i think one year was ferruccio lamborghini's son there i believe tony yeah tonino lamborghini was with us this was oh probably about five years ago okay yeah because uh, i met him there yeah yeah and um uh, and we had him and, and Matt Stone, the, the MC, uh, conducted a great interview at the stage. And, and Tonino concluded the interview with uh, uh, dispelling a, a, a common notion that uh, uh, Ferruccio left his initial meeting with uh, Enzo Ferrari with his tail between his legs. Um, it, it's, it, you know, depending on where you are in the Ferrari versus Lamborghini argument, uh, that, that initial meeting went uh, it, two different directions and it really depends <laughs> on whether you're a Ferrari enthusiast, Lamborghini enthusiast. But Tonino, um, uh, would, it, it was hilarious. It was a wonderful interview. Tonino was very good. Um, and, and it was great to have my, I, I, that was the first time I had met him and, and he was actually quite a gentleman. I, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I was very pleasantly surprised. Tom Chiara was at that event also, because I actually sat there with him because I remember listening to the interview that Matt did with him as well on stage. Yeah, Tom, Tom oh, what a, what a, charming guy um yes that, that was his last uh, trip over to uh america uh, for the concorso we were celebrating one of his iconic designs the fiat 124 spider um and it, he was there he's, he's a wonderful interview he's a great story behind him and sadly uh, uh several months after that event tom passed away he, he was he was having some health issues and he passed away several months later Let's go ahead and talk about some of the other special features and, and, and things that are going to take place at the Concorso. So uh, start with uh, uh, early in the morning, what goes on for our listeners now? Well, early in the morning, the people are just getting situated. It's hard to get organized. People haven't seen one another for a while, and the owners are talking with everybody. But we start conducting some of the judging right right out of the gate uh, at 930 Um uh, so these are judging for the best of Mark awards, best of Ferrari, best of Lamborghini, and with first, second, and third place. Um, where there are some other awards we're judging for. Um, then we we have the second and third place cars come across the stage in the morning. We have some special guests. Um, we're going to be having Brenda Werner, who was the um, uh, the ad- admin assistant for Enzo Ferrari. Uh, for about six years up until his death. And she's got some fascinating stories. And there are, there's some interviews of her with her uh, out on YouTube, but um, there's always something special when you get her live and in person. Um, she's always got some pretty good stories to tell. 
so she is she's not a young lady she's coming to concorso and and um she we'll, we'll have her on stage with matt stone again and and then we'll she's going to retreat to the vip area so she can just rest a little bit and i'm sure there's uh going to be a, a, a q a opportunity sort of a one-on-one with her uh, in that vip area um, but that that's sort of what we do in the morning. There are some other special awards. We're good. We are celebrating um, six different anniversaries this year. Um, and so some of those uh, some of those recognitions, the cars that we're going to recognize will come across. The state and then some of them will come across in the afternoon. But um, what we are celebrating is the, the 60th anniversary for um for Lamborghini that, 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 uh, I don't want to say nothing more needs to be said about it. You can't say enough about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we have the, uh, the 70th anniversary of the Lancia Appia, uh, which is, is a beautiful car and it, it has many variations, but both manufactured by Lancia and then the coach built car Lancia's also coach built Appia's too. And there's some really special, really special cars that we're going to be having. The, the Appias are, they were a very sporty elegance. And anybody does their homework on uh, Lancia, they're going to know that how innovative the cars were. And sadly, today, there's there's uh, uh, Stellantis is uh, not putting too much into the Lancia, but I've, I'm reading reports that they've they've got some plans to sort of give it a relaunch with some pretty exciting new things. We'll see what actually uh, arrives. But um, it's, it's a brand that's been neglected for a while, and, and uh, we hope that it can achieve uh, new notoriety. Um, but we are celebrating the 70th anniversary of the Lancia Appia. We've got two Maseratis we're celebrating, the 60th of the, the Quattroporte, the, the four-door, very sporty sedan. And it, there's, I think we're on the, the sixth, uh, sixth version of the, the, uh, the sixth series of the, the Quattroporte. It, it's had such a noble, uh, history um it, it was sort of the first sedan that people realized could be extremely sporty and if you ever get behind the wheel of any of those quattroportes you'll fully understand uh within about two presses of the gas pedal uh how how wonderful that is as a sedan i remember the, uh, i remember reading um as a kid back in the day in the 60s that the maserati quattroporte was considered the fastest four-door sedan and I think it was rated at 150 miles an hour plus back then. So yeah, it's definitely uh, a car with a lot of legacy. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, it, it, it's and it. Some of the earlier models were going to uh, Shaw's and potentates and in in the Middle East, and especially designed, especially built and designed for uh, uh, for for um, various countries, royalty in various uh, Middle East countries. Um, and those cars are all still alive today. I don't know where they are, but um, the, the cars are out there, and they're quite valuable. The, the other Maserati that we're going to be celebrating is the Maserati Merrick, which is sort of the little brother of the Maserati Bora. And um, it, it's it's the 50th anniversary of the Merrick. And uh, that it, it's I remember when I was a kid and I was trying to bring my MGB back to life, and I was at the <laughs> MG dealer in San Jose, um, across a little road was, I, I, I don't think it was a dealer. I think it was, uh, 
a dealer. It was a, a deal, dealer that sold um, uh, exotic cars, but it wasn't an official Ferrari or Maserati dealer. And I I saw the Merrick and I saw the Bora, and, and I'm looking at my MG that couldn't get a fuel pump going. I'm thinking, <laughs> what am I doing? And those cars were so beautiful. I also saw the Ferrari Dino uh, that uh, in there, and, and it was. It, I thought, I think I've just died and gone to heaven. Look at these cars. And so here we are now, um, roughly, uh, well, about probably about forty-eight years later. Um, but, but we're celebrating the uh, the fiftieth anniversary of the American. Um, so we're, we've got a lot of good examples that are going to be at the show. Maybe the America is going to come across the stage in the morning or in the afternoon. We haven't nailed down the stage schedule. We, um, we there's there's an unusual celebration we're going to have that I'll tell you about in a little bit. Um, let's see what else we've got. Maserati. Okay, okay yeah. Um, the uh, the Fiat X19. Um, it's one of those cars that came out during my formative automotive years, and uh, so we're going to be having three different examples of the X19. One made by Fiat. And then, uh, then Bertone, then Fiat decided they were going to make the X19. They, they liked Bertone to continue making the car. So it's an X19, but it's a Bertone X19. Um, and it, it, of course, is this, all of the automotive laws in the United States were rapidly evolving and primarily safety laws for headlights and bumpers. And, and so the first year some of these cars were getting, some of these imported cars were getting new bumpers. They look kind of awkward just trying to comply with U.S. laws. But um, Bertone finally got it right. And, and the, the X19s are really quite elegant. At, at, for, it's a very inexpensive but fun sports car. Um, so we've got 50 years of celebrating that. Now, I mentioned the Fiat and the, the Bertone, but in between is Delara, and they turned the X19 into a race car, and we're going to be having a couple of examples of those uh, Delara X19s. They're, they're, you, you just feel every bump in the road, which isn't a bad thing. You, you feel the road um, very solidly through these cars. They're, they were great fun to drive. I've driven a race car once, and it, I'm not a great race car driver, so it scared the heck out of me. <laughs> um, but it was great fun driving it. I, I'd love to do it again. Um, I'm probably a little too old to have the, the, the reflexes necessary to do a good job driving it. Um, but we are going to be having all three of the versions of the X19. And one of the last celebrations we'll be having is um, it's a French car. And uh, this is kind of unusual at an Italian car event, but the Citroen SM, mm. uh, it, 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 Citroen purchased Maserati. They put a Maserati engine into the Citroen SM, so you had the, the, the Citroen, which is really a hydraulic-based car, but it had the Maserati engine in it. And because of that, that Italian connection, the Maserati engine, we're going to be celebrating the Citroen SM. I've seen them. I remember as a kid, my father called it a high-low car, and I never understood what that meant. Um, but as I grew older, I did it with my homework. Oh, those Citroens, they're really sexy looking. And it's sort of, they're sort of elegant. And it, it, it sort of drives, it's the kind of car I'd want to drive along the French Riviera. And, and, uh, so it, that's going to be fun. It's a little, it's very unusual for us because we don't often celebrate cars that, that are not pure Italian. But if, if it's got an Italian connection, um, certainly it's going to draw some curiosity. So that's something that we're going to probably put in the afternoon because of its unusual aspect. And it's going to, it's going to attract a lot of attention in the afternoon. As we bring these cars across, donors are going to tell about their cars and, and tell us why they are so unique and what's special and what are the, the sort of the, the pitfalls of the cars.
Well, an interesting. Um, go ahead. That that that's going to be quite fun, I'm sure. Well, an interesting side note there, and it's funny you mentioned the SM, and there are a number of of German cars and French cars, English cars that were designed by Italians, including one that I own. I own an MGB GT that was designed by yeah. Pininfarina. So yeah. while I was at the Concorso a number of years ago, I bought a Pininfarina badge from one of your vendors, and it is mm-hmm. on my MGB. And I drove it to an Italian car show, and they said, you can't bring this car in here. It's British. I said, well, yes and no. I said it was designed by Pininfarina. Not the yep. Roadster, but the GT was. And they saw the badge on the side, and they were okay with it. So I just thought I'd throw that in because that was one of my experiences there at, at your event as well. And I thought, well, okay. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. Several several, several very, very nice-looking uh, British cars. Uh, it, it, actually, Paninfarina had a hand in all of them, I think. Um, uh, they're, they're British cars, but they have that Italian design, and just like your experience, yeah, they're Italian cars. Well, look at the Aston Martin. It was designed and built by Carrozzeria Turin, the Superleggera, is that how you pronounce it? Superleggera? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which at the same time when they were doing the Maserati 3500, which is a stunning car, the Aston Martin was being built there. And then later, of course, they, they built it in-house in, in, in England, but the original bodies were actually uh, Italian-built, aluminum-bodied cars. So there's another yeah. British car with an Italian connection. And, and uh, yeah, the, the, they also have a very rich history with Zagato. Oh, yes. Um, Zagato has designed many, many of those Aston Martins. Well, the other thing I like about your event, too, is, you know, besides the Alfa Romeos, besides the Maseratis, besides the Fiats, I'm a huge Pantera De Tommaso fan, and there's always a, a, a huge selection of Mangustas, and well, not so much Mangustas, but mainly Panteras, but there are some Mangustas that show up there from time to time. So, And then the Bizzarinis. And then some other cars that I can't even pronounce the name right, but there's always some oddball, one-off, you know, one of ten made, custom-bodied Italian cars. There. So you have an amazing event. I must congratulate you on that. It's it's great fun, and you do get some oddities, and I, I sort of always know what I'm going to see in the Ferrari and Lamborghini field or Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo can have such a long history that there, there can be some really interesting cars coming out of the, the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Um, at, at the things that I've never heard of, and I'm not an Alfa Romeo expert, but when those cars come, I did, my jaw just drops. Um, but where, where things get pretty interesting is what the area we call special coach works. These are cars that have, like the German cars we're talking about, like the Citroen, they're technically, they're not necessarily an Italian manufacturer, but an Inferin or Maserati engine, something. Those cars, um, those cars, uh, uh, would go into the special coachworks class, and there's some fascinating cars that all, every year, that show up in that class. Um, Ciata is a car. Now that, that's all Italian, but the Ciata, um, the Chisi Staglia, uh, we'll go in that class, and there's there's many many others, and that's where you're going to see cars that you just you, you don't see. You're certainly not going to see them. Uh, you wouldn't have seen them in a in a dealer in the last fifty years. Um, but they're cars you probably never would have heard of. And back when import laws were a little looser than they are today, um, yeah, they they bring those cars over, and people have them. They're in their collection, and um, you rarely see them. And that's one of the things uh, that's great about Concorso is we get to see those kinds of cars. Tom, take us through the process a little bit of what you have to go through on your part and the time and effort that you and your team spend putting this event on and then sorting through the cars. I mean, are they invitation only or take us to the process of how the cars are selected for your event? 
Well, we already have started working on next summer, the next summer's event. Mm-hmm. Um, so about this time last year, we've, we've already, for the most part, planned what we wanted to celebrate. Um, so at, so that's sort of in July of 2022, we had that plan. Um, Concorso, then Concorso wraps up in, in, in the middle of August, it wraps up, we all go home. We take a breath for a couple of weeks, and we get right back at it. I head over to Italy, start to talk with uh, my, my relations in Italy, and start planning uh, for who's going to be able to come and what, what other special celebrations besides just the cars might we want to do. We did that again. I was in, in Italy in September and again in February. Um, and all the time, then we get the website ready. We get to, to launch the, uh, the, the sales. Um, we... Some cars are by invitation. Most people um, register their cars on their own. We have to review every every uh, submission. Sometimes we get some cars that we just can't take, um, and uh, either they they don't run. And it's it's fun to see them, but if it can't come across the stage, um, we're not going to be able to uh, get it in the event. Um, so we can't accept those. Sometimes people sign up a you know a, say a BMW seven fifty. Well. Fine, they're nice cars, but if if I can see it uh, on the streets every single day, and I can see it in dealers all over the all over the country, um, that's not something that's special enough that we're going to have. So we we can't accept it. Um, but there's always there's always something special. Um, we review every entrance, um, and I'd say out of all the people who register uh, their vehicles, maybe about five to ten. Each year we say, no, I'm sorry, we can't take it. But there are other plenty of other cars that, that um, when we see it come across, we think, well, I'm not even sure what this is. We have to look it up. And it, those are the kinds of cars that show up in that, where I mentioned previously, special coach works, the cars that um, you just don't hear of. You, and it's an education in yourself just when you see some of the cars that are registered. But then we we go through all that registration process, and then we're lining up catering and, and uh, the sound systems and, and the canopies, and it, it's just so many different things. Um, even restrooms. Uh, I didn't mean to talk about restrooms on, <laughs> on in this conversation, but but that's uh, it's kind of important for most people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, especially us old guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, all right. So most of the time. Or let's, for all the years that I've been going, which has been a number of years, uh, and most of the cars are, I would say, 50s, 60s, 70s, okay? So do you want earlier 30s, 40s cars, 20s? I know you mentioned something about, you know, if they're basically like a static display and they don't run and drive, you know, you prefer that they run and drive so you can get them across the stage, obviously. Um, but do, do, do you get requests for you know, like you're talking about the old vintage Alfa Romeo 8Cs, 6Cs, some of those cars, which are stunning cars, some of the early Lancias, the racing cars, 30s, 40s, and the 30s, 40s. You know, so I, I was just curious how you reached out to that collector group, have an interest in, in bringing some of those cars to your event as well, or are you kind of comfortable with the 50s, 60s, 70s stuff? No, no, I, I, 50s, 60s, 70s is wonderful. And, okay. and, and of course, to get more recent cars, if, if it, especially, and I'll, I'll get back to the direct part of your question in, in a second, but we'll take cars 80s, 90s, all the way up through uh, uh, current. Uh, but most, and usually these are exotic cars. So people like to see 50s, 60s, 70s, they love it, but there's a younger demographic coming along where 50s, 60s, 70s doesn't resonate with them. Well, that's true. And, and, and so we have to be very careful that um, I don't want 
a lot of people who look like me attending the event. I, I want them at the event, but I, I want them, uh, I, I want, you, you have to change uh, right. over time. Um, otherwise, you die. And um, so we, we do, we want to take a look at the new cars too. Um, if we're reaching back before the 50s, then they've got to be very rare cars, coach-built cars perhaps, or mm-hmm. race cars. Um, uh, we, we try to avoid the brass era unless there is a race car from that era. Okay. Um, it, uh, we're, um, it, it, it's a, where we're going to get, um, where things start to get really interesting is, um, cars from the forties, um, and early fifties. Um, that's probably our bread and butter for reaching back into the historical area. Um, uh, then, then you you start getting um, almost all the Italian. Not all. I shouldn't say that. Um, many of the Italian brands um, uh, were not coach built after they after the fifties. Um, uh, so the, the cars. I don't want to say they all look alike, but I, we can get a lot of Alfa Romeo uh, Giulias and, and Giuliettas. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great cars. They're wonderful, but you you, you can get too many of them. Um, but when you get a row of them lined up and the hoods are up and the, the colors, it, it's kind of impressive photographs. But um, what we really love to see are the coach built cars from the 40s and early 50s. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, no they're, question. They're just, they just stand out. Do you get a lot of support from the um, Italian car manufacturers? Now, I guess, is it Stel- Stellantis? That, Stellantis, uh, yeah. Stellantis. Yeah. So they pretty much, nope. they're, they, I guess they're Alfa Romeo. Uh, Maserati, Lancia, but they're not—they're not tied in with Ferrari. Ferrari still by itself, obviously, and Lamborghini still by itself. Well, that's Volkswagen. But right. um, do you, do you get a lot of support from the manufacturers? Um, well, we we certainly would not get support from Stellantis, but we would get support if they are selling cars in the United States. We will get the support. For instance, Lancia, we won't get an ounce of support from them. They're not selling that many cars anyway, but they certainly they have no presence in the United States. If they're coming into the United States, if they try to reintroduce the brand here, we will get support. Um, but from Alpha, Maserati, um, yes. Now, Maserati, uh, 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 Lamborghini, and Ferrari, um, you know, sometimes working with them, uh, it, it's difficult to make them happy. And um, so you have to be really careful. Um, uh, just, just how deep into it do you want to get? Because some, there are times where no matter what you do, it's wrong. Mm. And so you have to be very careful. You never want to go sideways with any of the manufacturers. Um, but, uh, it, it's, uh, Lamborghini and Ferrari are, um, they're, they're, a, it's, a, it's a special challenge in working with them. Okay. I'm just curious because, you know, ordinarily you would think that they would have a display there. They'd want to be there, you know, because you've got, What's the attendance of your event? Would you say on an average? It, it, it's probably three to four thousand, sometimes a little north of that. Okay, and the cars? What do you have? About two, three hundred cars that show up? No, no. It, it varies every year, but we're usually between five hundred and nine hundred cars. Oh, five hundred! Oh, whoa, 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 wow! Also, I noticed that in the last couple of years, you've let other European cars in there because I noticed when you walk in the front there, sometimes there's an area where they've got Mercedes and Porsches and. And 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 BMWs and other uh, and, and other British yeah. cars. So that yeah, is we too- call that we we call that display the global exotics. Okay, global so exotics. If, okay. 
So, so if it's, uh, yeah, if Porsche, they have great cars and, and we have a relationship with the Porsche club and, and, um, that, that some of their owners decide after the, the Porsche event is on a Thursday and I'm sorry, on a Friday and concourse on a Saturday, some of those owners then come over to, uh, to bring their car over to concourse. um, uh, you know, so it's, Porsche cars tend to be, and not, not, this is not absolute, but they, they, the owners tend to have those cars as drivers. Um, if, but Ferraris and Lamborghinis tend to not be, and, and some Maseratis too, tend to not be daily drivers. The daily drivers are the Porsche, um, and for whatever reason, they decide to just take out the, the, the Lambo, the Ferrari, the Maserati on special occasions. I don't know what goes on in their head with their decision-making process, but that's just <laughs> how it works. And, 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 uh, so, but Porsche are great cars. I don't know how you, how you ignore that, that fact. Um, and so it's fun to have those cars in the global exotics display. And you can get some really interesting cars out there, um, including some old Corvettes that, that, uh, come to the event. Oh, really? Uh, funny, I've never noticed one of those there. Well, but the point being is that whether you own a Ferrari, a Porsche, or a Lamborghini, or a Maserati, or a Mercedes, or, or, you know, an Aston Martin, or something like that, a lot of guys that have, a Porsche probably have will have another car. They'll have maybe a Maserati, yeah. maybe a Ferrari, or something like that. So, and I and I used to run into people. I mean, granted, there's some guys that are just all Ferrari or all Porsche or all whatever. But I, the guys that have more of an eclectic collection of cars, just like you said, they might drive the 911 every day. Or they Fitzgerald, might drive the Tony Bennett, Nora or, Jones, or an SUV, and Dean Martin. They're all part of the music of your life only on the Tan Talk Radio or Network. Some really cool Italian exotic, you know, squirreled away somewhere in the garage that they drive on a weekend. You're right, absolutely. Yeah, so so and, and they're interesting cars. I mean, that love Italian cars. They're very interesting, but all the interesting cars are not isolated to Italy. Um, so it's it's fun to see other brands too. Now, you guys are tied into an event that was taking place in Scottsdale, Arizona, during Scottsdale Collective Car Week. Is that still going on? Well, yeah, we weren't tied into it. We were supporting them, okay, um, it, uh, as a sponsor. But no, we weren't. We weren't involved in operating. Some of my colleagues at Concourse so um, did an event, and they're still doing it. It's down in Scottsdale. Um, it's it's not during auction week. Um, it's it's about a month later, oh. um, and they're still doing it, and we still support them. Um, but no, I I personally am not involved in it. Okay, so the the Concorso Italiano is one time a year, and that's in Monterey. And it's always during Monterey Collect Car Week. Okay. Well, now i got to ask you this. Now, since you're, uh, you know, the chairman of this event, I mean, I would presume that you have an Italian car, exotic car, squirreled away somewhere? Well, I did. You um, did? And then there were some family health issues, and, and I wasn't going to be able to drive the car, so uh, I had to let them go. And um, I just haven't gotten back to it. I, I, I um they were older alphas, and um, I talked about a temperamental or a, a, a MGB. Right. Well, my older alphas were uh, just as temperamental, a little sexier to drive, but um, sometimes uh, you hop in the car and they didn't quite drive. Um, and so, I, what I'm looking at now is uh, um, I'm, I'm, you know, we're, we're at this this terrible crossroads in the whole automotive industry. You, you get a you get a, a, a internal combustion engine car how many years are you going to be allowed to drive it um and i i really don't know i can't see the future and um uh, so i what i'm looking at is is uh, uh some maseratis and and alphas there's some really interesting things that they're doing i drove the tonale the the new slightly smaller suv uh drove that in my last trip to italy 
or in Italy. And um, it was it was actually a lot of fun. This was in February, so it was snowing up in the mountains above Turin, oh, and the wow. car handled really well. Um, I was impressed with it. Um, I, I think I prefer the Stelvio, but if if they told me I had to take the Tenali instead, instead I'd have a smile on my face. Okay. That was fine. <laughs> it was a good car. All right, tell us about uh, some of the other things at the, at the Concorso. So give us the, the rundown as far as how much does it cost to get in, uh, the VIP packages and things like that. You know, I, I'm actually not sure. It, it's been a while since I've looked. I, at the VIP package, which is you know, early entrance, it's uh, special gifts, it's a, it's a hot breakfast, and certainly at, and a, and a, at what I will call a gourmet lunch and pro, just premier seating. Um, it, and it, it, uh, there's a reception the night before. Um, uh, as, as, as some of the cars we place on Friday, if the owners want to place them on a day early and there's a reception and, and all VIP, whether you've got a car or not, you're, you're welcome to attend that reception. Um, that's, that's, I think it's about $600 per person. Um, we've, the, the vehicle registration is uh, to register cars, $275. I think tickets, uh, general admission tickets are, uh, a about two hundred eighty dollars, I think. I'd, it's been a while since I've looked. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so that's that's. And once you're in, you're uh, you've got full walk of the event. So you, there's there's nothing else. There, there food is available. Um, we have. I've mentioned the VIP area. We have something called the Alfresco lunch. If somebody wants to have a sit down lunch, um, uh, we've got that with this Alfresco uh, lunch. Um, and then there are. Uh, we always have. Uh, food trucks and it, every year it's something different and i have found what is it been 15 years since food trucks really started to hit their stride and i, I find it's so much better than uh, uh you know a corn dog or a turkey leg or something like that <laughs> yeah. um and it, it's just it, it makes it makes eating food at a at a celebration like an automotive celebration like of course was it makes it much better than i I, there's something about gnawing on a turkey leg as you walk around an event it's just (laughs) it's just not right tell us about some of the vendors that are going to be there as well well it it it, that world changes all the time but it's it's going to be um uh there's there's going to be companies that sell um parts and paraphernalia and for uh, targeted primarily towards the 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 three big exotic brands, the Ferrari, Lamborghini, and Maserati. Um, but we get so many Alfa Romeos at the event. Um, there's companies that just target um, what I'll call just kind of older parts, very difficult things to, to find. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, so Alfa owners can can do whatever they need to do to their older models, their, their 40s, 50s, and 60s Alphas. Um, uh, we, we have artists there. Um, we have, uh, certainly the branded material, the branded apparel that, that, uh, people like with the logo, the, the licensed logos, uh, for, you know, Ferrari, Lamborghini and whatnot. Um, uh, those are there. We have some models, uh, car models, um, that, that, that are there. I, I can't remember any of the others. The artists seem to be very popular lately. Um, and and so and we we have a, a good number of um, automotive artists that are coming, um, and their artists are can be um, kind of interesting characters, um, uh, and so they they're great fun to talk to. I really enjoy talking to them. I never know where the conversation is going to go, and sometimes I never know when the conversation is going to end. 
but um, but I do enjoy talking with them because they they just have some. They're, they're they are in their own way automotive historians. They're not just artists of cars. They they know what they're painting, and um, so I, I I don't get time during the day to talk with them. But either the day before or in the several months before, I get a lot of time to talk with them as they're um, they're planning what they're going to be doing. Um, we are going to be having an artist from Italy, automotive artist from Italy, and he'll be painting cars, not painting the cars, he'll be creating paintings of cars um, at Concorso. Uh, so that that will be very interesting. It's the first time we've ever done that at Concorso, have somebody doing some live painting uh, of cars. Oh, that'd be, be interesting, nobody, yeah. yeah. Nobody's painting a car. Okay. <laughs> the evening gala that you said, it's the night before, is that at the at the clubhouse there as well? No, it's actually down on the field in the VIP area. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's, it runs from 3 to 5 and on Friday, the day before concourse, Friday the 18th. Um, we get about oh, 15 to 20% of the cars, want, uh, the, the owners want to place their cars on the field the night before. Okay. And it just takes a little pressure of them uh, off on the next morning so the owners don't have to get up at the, before dawn uh, to get their car um, onto the field. And so we, we call that early placement. So to encourage people to um, load in the cars uh, on Friday as opposed to Saturday, the day of the event, um, we have a reception for them when they show up, and all the VIP people can come to, whether or not they have a car. Um, and it, it's uh, light hors d'oeuvres, it's uh, wine, um, and it's just a very, it's very quiet. As these cars come onto the field, they're placed, the event hasn't been fully set up, so you get to see sort of things see things unfold uh, 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 an inside look into the event the day before interesting interesting. and that's from three to five you said right three to five yes okay so if people want to find out more about concorso italiano how do they go about doing it tom probably the best way is go to the website it's concorso c-o-n-c-o-r-s-o.com okay where did the name originate um well it's competition Competition, and right. the founder, the, the, yeah, the founder got, you know, the, the Latin languages tend to have um, masculine and feminine uh, uh, nouns. And um, uh, he, he started off Concorso Italiana, which that doesn't match. Um, it, it's got to be Concorso Italiano. And uh, uh, so it, it started out Concorso Italiana. And then uh, it, it, he finally, some Italians uh, showed him the way, <laughs> and he okay. eventually became Concorso Italiano. It, but it, it's, it's, you know, in, in what w- most of your listeners will be familiar with is Concourse, Concourse d'Elegance, or Concourse de, de Fort Lauderdale, or something, but Concourse, that's French, the Italian version of Concorso. Okay, very good. Well, Tom, I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and uh, I, it was just, uh, you know, great to have you on the show again. And uh, look forward to seeing all the really cool, exotic Italian cars and artwork. I mean, actually, Italian cars are rolling art. Vintage Italian cars are, there's no question about that. And, and your show's great. The setting is great. It really is. And what's really cool is in the morning, it's a little on the cool side. Then the, the fog breaks, and then, you know, the sun comes out, and it's just a spectacular day. And then it starts to get a little cooler in the evening again. So it's just uh, it's a perfect setting for, for you. And it's very European there, the way you've got it set up to, uh, at the Black Horse. 
And, you know, Robert, one other thing I forgot to mention, we're throwing a little twist this year. Okay. Um, for anybody anybody who's attending, we're having live music at the conclusion of the event. It, it's, uh, 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 it's a group out of, out, of the, out of Scottsdale called Notes from Neptune. If you're from the Arizona area, you know them extremely well. Well, they've agreed, and they're going to be performing at midday, just, just very quiet music. Uh, we take about a half, half an hour break for lunch. Um, they'll be performing during that half an hour, but around about, what is it, three thirty, four o'clock, something like that, they're going to be performing for about 90 minutes, live music. Oh, wow. Um, and so anybody who's attending can uh, can join uh, join and, and be able to listen to the music. It's, it's sort of a, a, a little soft rock, um, a little country. Um, it's, it's something that's going to target the demographic between about 35 and 55. Well, now, you know and, uh, Go ahead. And, and and so this is something that's a little bit different. We'll see how it works um, because you always want to change things up. And as mentioned, um, uh, my demographic is not getting younger and it's not growing. Um, so we we have to be sure that we're always appealing to you know the show has to evolve in many ways. It has to evolve, and that this is one of our attempts to to evolve Concorso. Well, Tom, I got to tell you, I'm going to hand it to you on that one, and I'll tell you why. Because I've been to a number of events over the years. Okay, and I'm going to use Coda as an example. Okay, Coda, which mm-hmm. is the Formula One race over in in Texas, there. And um, at the end of the race, they have several bands, well-known bands that come on. Now, for years and years and years, when I've worked at a number of car events that I've been involved with, either as a vendor or as a team member, I always said at the end of the day, we need to have some sort of entertainment so the people can kind of just relax and chill out. And it's just kind of like it's the icing on the cake. And the fact that you're doing that, I think is an excellent, excellent, excellent idea. And I commend you for that wholeheartedly. And music reaches everybody. It's just something that makes everybody happy. And it just and it's and it's like sets the tone for the rest of the evening. That's a great idea, and uh, yeah, yeah we, I look forward hopeful. to that. No, we're we're just really hopeful, hopeful that this works. Um, uh, you, you just never know. Um, but as mentioned, probably too many times in this conversation, you, you've got to try to keep things fresh. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I agree, hundred. We got to get the younger kids involved, and that's uh, that's that's a discussion that car collectors all over the country are talking about. I mean, as we get older, you know, there's this, you know, it's just natural attrition, and you've got to get these people interested in cars, and hopefully, you know, let alone the the, the new exotics. But by having an event like yours, where you have a mix of the old and the new, all all the cars, all the vehicles get exposure, you know, and yeah. uh, so that's yeah. great. All right, Tom, I want to thank you again, and uh, look forward to seeing you in about three weeks. Hey, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgia Cars. I want to take my, thank my special guest, Tom McDowell from Concourse Hotel. Don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network. Monterey's coming up. Follow us on social media. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. L-U-T-A-N, Clearwater, FM 106.1, L-U-D-C-F, Dade City, FM 102.3, listen.